1: All right, we're rolling now?
3: Yeah.
2: I guess we should start the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want more shows on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member. You'll get access to all the bonus shows every Thursday, Tuesday shows ad-free, and the overtime segments when available. Right there on the website and the Castos app that interests you, the slash join. And j- speaking of join, I have people joining me in the studio today. Fellas, how are you? Good. Doing, good. Doing great, you Tony. Go. Doing great. I got the fantastic trio here. We got Justin, Ryan, and Lance. I got that right. It just came out of me. There you go. I couldn't remember these guys' names All morning long, (laughs) and here it is. It's go time, and I come in on the clutch. That's it. That's it. So uh, you guys host the podcast, Appalachia, Appalachia, Appalachian Intelligence. One of the three. We've been trying to discuss it. You all have differing opinions on what the actual name of your podcast is. Well,
0: it's for sure 100% Appalachia. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Appalachia. (laughs) Appalachia. That's the way it's spelled.
2: I love this. You guys have a podcast, and how long has it been out? A year, uh, a year today. A year today, year today. Yep, And you still can't figure out what it's called. Well,
3: well we figured we, it out. We, we he, Ryan. <laughs> is, he, won't, he won't come on board with this. Apparently, Me?
1: I'm the only one who doesn't know what it's called. <laughs> and,
3: and, and Ryan, where are you from?
1: <laughs> I'm from the same area as them. I've just pronounced it differently.
0: He spent a lot of time around Pittsburgh. Okay. So, All right. you know, there's enough of that uh, north Ohio, of the Mason Ohio, Dixon. That, yeah.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, when like, I was, if I want to, I can get rid of my southern accent just because really as i was up there you know and i'm living just south of pittsburgh and you're getting made fun of all the time for asking for marlboro lots not lights <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know you learn how to disguise somebody. yeah so uh, all right so um if you can get rid of your accent then I should be allowed to have an accent if I want one.
0: Absolutely, so, absolutely.
2: Welcome to the show. No, that's hold on a second, God. <laughs> I, I can't do it on demand.
0: It was close though. It, it, it was close. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right. I, I usually got to start out with something like, uh, "How y'all doing?" And then we just kind of <laughs> drag it out from there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm becoming infamous of leaving people with voicemails with just a southern accent, <laughs> and stuff. like I, like uh, Scott over at uh, Freaky Deaky Podcast. He's a, he lives in uh, Alaska. And so sometimes when I'm pulling a late night here and I'm driving home at like midnight, it's six o'clock his time in the evening. Yeah. So I'll call him and, you know, he'll answer the phone and I'll just start talking to him like and I'm in a Southern accent. We'll have like
0: a whole conversation, just a Southern accent. And he's like, you're <laughs> crazy. I'm like, I know, <laughs>
2: I know, I know. It's
0: just, you got to draw the syllables out a little longer and just, it's just a little twang. A little you just, twang. Just, just imagine that twang rolling off of your tongue and that's it. Yeah. I mean, and that's, don't pronounce half the consonants. That's true. Like you just did. Yeah. That's that was it. perfect. That's it. That was perfect. That's the perfect example. Like we start out and you can just try this. We call our audience the Hill Folk. We start out. Hey there, Hill Folk. Let's try it. Just, hey there, Hill Folk. That's
3: it. That was it. That man. was
0: that was nice.
3: Yeah. That was it. All right. That was you it. Are, you
0: are labeled Appalachian right there. Appalachian.
2: That's that's it. It. That was it again. You got Welcome it. Welcome to East Tennessee. <laughs> I'm Tennessee Tony, and we're here to talk about Appalachia bullcrap. Yeah, that was pretty good. Here we go. Uh, so, speaking of Appalachia bullcrap, uh, you guys got some bull bullcrap to bring to the table today.
0: Absolutely, we do. We do. Uh,
2: so, so, like, let's just kind of, like, I guess, lay the groundwork for people. Um, now, uh, I'm just going to let you guys know up front here, when you guys start talking, I might need to leave the room and turn off this AC unit because it is driving me nuts already. And I, I just don't want to deal with the post production of it, so, uh, which means it might get warm in here, and I might take
3: off my shirt instead of t- putting on the hoodie. It's totally fine. Hey, Ryan! Ryan really cool. one time took his shirt off you're on the podcast yeah yeah we've actually had well, a couple of guests, guests, guests started the guest started it was it Bert crasher
0: no it wasn't <laughs> <but> we, <laughs> did, we did make that joke though <laughs> we did make that joke we actually had a guest that just that at and the end uh, of the
1: uh arthur unk mm-hmm. from the gray he's the head writer of the gray rooms podcast one of my favorite creepypasta mm-hmm. podcasts. and that guy he's a genius Yeah, but he's a lot of fun yeah so he's just a fun guy
2: So, um, you guys, you guys reached out to me, uh, a while back and I just kind of want to lay the groundwork as far as I can remember. Uh, you know, what's funny is that, uh, Justin, I remember recently, I think it was, I I hit you up on Instagram and I'm like, are you the guy that talked to me a while ago about something? like, I was like, I can't remember any of this crap, and like, and it's like, so many, so many people like, they're like, yeah, I told you, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember, yeah, you know, and like, you could yeah. probably attest to that because, like, I, I, remember I was reaching out to him, like, are you the guy with the, the rocks, and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then like, you're like, yeah, and then I'm like, I, I just, it was, it was a, it was a process getting you here, but you're here, and uh, you guys have a pretty interesting story that kind of leads into uh, discovering um, some kind of lost um uh information maybe is that is that a good way to say it? yeah that'd be a good way to uh, put a, it. A, a treasure in yeah. a sense yeah uh so if, if you want just kind of uh how did this all work for you because uh it's it's now like uh, a pursuit of yours from what i understand uh this petroglyph stuff that you guys are finding in uh west virginia
0: yeah well it's far southwestern virginia Um, we're right on the border with West Virginia. So that you can slide with that one. (laughs) uh, We did, we started, you know, we've, we've started this podcast, um, a year ago. It was me and Ryan initially. Uh, we, we brought Lance on a few months later just because he came on as a guest one time and it just worked, you know, the whole trio thing works so good. Uh, and then, you know, as, as well as anybody, once you start Talking to people all the time and scheduling these interviews and coming across so many people, you start getting all this information. Yeah. Well, the good thing about like where we're from, we started getting a a local following a little bit, you know, like some local people, you know, people that I've known my entire life are coming up to me, you know, when we see them on the street and they're like, Hey, I love the show. I love the show. I love what you guys are doing. And that's what we start talking. We start talking the weird. We start talking, you know Appalachian folklore. We start talking their sightings and experiences. Um, so that part's been amazing. But that's how we stumbled across uh, these these petroglyphs, these cliff rock carvings that are actually located in our hometown. Um, I was camping one weekend. We have a, a local campground that's actually owned by mine and Ryan's boss, uh, and I was staying there one weekend, and. This guy by the name of Chris Byers, uh, him and his wife Melanie, who are great friends of mine and and are fans of the show, they were just walking by, you know, got, got some firewood and we're heading back to their campsite and we started talking about the show. Well, at the time, me and these boys, we were talking about trying to do like a little mini documentary or just something, you know, something YouTubey about the river that runs, you know, through our hometown. It runs. Uh, right beside of hellier Kentucky, through the Brakes Interstate Park mm-hmm. into Pikeville. And yes, it's Pikeville. Uh <laughs> like like Maryville. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh we started talking some of this stuff. And I was talking to him about some of the the native folklore there and and some of these skirmishes between the natives and the settlers and uh you know just some of the the terrible events that had happened you know, along the river there and, and also some of the strange encounters that people had had and I'd been reading and hearing about. So he comes out and he says, well, have you seen those carvings in the, in the cliff rock right up above town? I was like, no. What, what are you talking about? Never heard of it before in my entire life. I've lived there my whole life. So he's like, yeah, I was hunting up there a couple years ago. And, you know, a couple of people I'd heard talking about this, this property that I hunt on. So I got these pictures. Well, he pulls up these pictures and starts showing them to me. And I was immediately intrigued. I was like, dude, we've, we've got to go. We've got to go check this out. You know, it's, it's one thing to, to hear about this and not know it was there your entire life. But obviously as a lover of, of, of the weird, of ancient history, of, of all this different stuff you see petroglyphs in your hometown, it's going to spark an interest. Yeah. So, we, you know, a couple weeks went by. We kept, you know, we're super busy guys. Uh, You know, we all work full-time. We all have big families. So, it's hard to get together and do anything, really. Uh, It's amazing we even have a podcast. But we got together one Sunday. It was pouring the rain. And we just said, screw it. We're going. We've put it off long enough. We got to go. So me and Lance and Ryan and mine and Ryan's sons, we all decided to go check this rock out you know, to see if it looked as good in person as it did in pictures. And we had no idea where we were going. We were just following step-by-step directions that this guy, Chris, had, give, had messaged me. So we get up there. We find the, the area that he said to stop and start hiking from. Um, again, it's still pouring the rain. We get down through there. and We come up upon, and it was one of those things like we knew it before we ever even actually seen it. Like you get there to this point, you look down and you see this cliff rock facing, you know, like a, a drop off in front of you, and you're like, "That's it." You just you know, that's it. The angels are singing, the lights are beaming down on it. Ah, you know, you've reached the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's it. But we get there and we start checking this thing out, man, and pictures don't even do it justice like i haven't been able to capture a picture or or see a picture that does this justice you have you have like these ten cavernous circular spaces that's outlining and surrounding bordering this what what looks to be uh some sort of path or a, a ladder or staircase something that that cuts right through the middle. But the way that it's there, it's it's almost like a, I don't know how to explain it. So if you think
3: about the Golden Gate Bridge and how if you're looking at the pictures of the Golden Gate Bridge from the from the side of it, the profile of it, you can kind of see all the different um, beams and the different uh, foundations and all the different uh, columns and stuff that make up the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Is it it can kind of visualize what I'm talking about. If you look down at the middle of this, when I first looked at it, I was like, freaking that's a bridge it looks just like a bridge um just the way it's kind of laid out well then as you get closer to it um at the bottom of one side of it there is a person that has been carved there and then you look back up to the top of it and this thing's probably three feet long maybe right around there and you look at the other side of it on the opposite side of that bridge is another person that's been carved as well um And as we're there looking at it and trying to just talk about it and figure out what it was and put your hands on it, kind of run your fingers around the crevices and the the smoothness of the rock, we all three agreed like this is not by no means a natural thing. Somebody has taken some serious time to carve out this in this rock. There is a specific purpose why this thing is here. Um, And the more you look at it, the more detail you see. Like, you can tell it wasn't done by machine. Somebody has, or people have taken some serious time with hand tools to carve this thing out of this rock um, for a specific purpose. And that's kind of what led to the unveiling of quite an interesting story from there.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. But, you know, staying on this rock for just a little while longer, it doesn't belong. You know, it's one of those things like, I've never seen anything like this. You know, and I've spent a lot of time, as a, as a central Appalachian kid, I spent a lot of time in the woods. You know, a lot of time mushroom hunting and squirrel hunting and deer hunting and, and fishing and, you know, just going and exploring. You know, that's all we have <laughs> is woods. So, you spend a lot of time. I've never seen anything remotely close to what this looks like. You know, I've seen natural rock formations. I've seen you know, some of the lines and the, the sedimentary things that can happen with these formations. And this isn't, this is nothing close. And not only that, I started sending pictures of this stuff out to every contact that I knew of. Nobody knows. Nobody knows for sure. Well, I knew. So, okay. When, when we first got the pictures of this, I sent them out to every contact that we had made through the podcast world. I'd sent them out to uh, like, Different geology forums. Um, uh, we'll shout out Stephen Kyle here from the Hollow Sky Podcast. Love those boys. Um, I messaged Steve right off the bat, seen him the pictures, and you know was asking him, "Hey, do you know what these are?" He put them on these geology forums, uh, so we, there was a lot of eyes looking at these rocks. Right, you know, pretty quickly. Well, I know that Tony is really, really, really into the weird and talks to a whole lot of people. So I sent him to Tony before I'd ever even really talked to him about anything. This was like initial <laughs> interaction. I sent him these pictures and Tony says, bro, do you know what you have here? Or do you realize what you have here? I said, I have no idea. That's why I sent them out to you. I was hoping to get like, that you might know something. He's like, no, I have no idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's well, funny because you said, you said that story today and stuff. And I, I don't remember that. Of course, <laughs> I don't remember anything. And I was like, wait, I knew it. And then you're like, no, you didn't know. No. I was like, oh, it sounds like me. <laughs> totally, <laughs> it sounds totally. like me. I would do something like that. But you got me really super excited <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> let me Let me guess. I said that and waited for you to respond. I didn't, even, I didn't even say I didn't know at first. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
0: exactly what like, you said. Bro, do you know what well, you I have totally, and then
2: <laughs> I would <laughs> totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> because if people say stuff to me and I'm like, I'm not some super genius guy <laughs> here that does all this like crazy wild research. I don't have like an entire library filled with my research over the years. I'm just a dude that drove a truck and started a podcast.
0: And so people like ask me questions and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like well, I was like, maybe Tony's talked to somebody that has a story somewhere close. They possibly may remember. Yeah, let
2: me, let me let me call my friend Graham Hancock. Let me just pull him right up. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Joe, you, Joe, you would know though. That, that's Rogan, the thing. Like, you would know if if, <laughs> yeah, that's if, true. If, if
2: if Graham was my friend, I would tell everybody. Just like if Rogan called me and said, "Hey, I want you on the show," you guys would know I'm going on Rogan before I ever appeared on Rogan. Like that's I would true. just be like, "Guys, guess what? Special and." <laughs> (laughs) announcement. It's about to get real, (laughs) which by the way, is never going to happen. People people say that to me. They're like, Oh, you got to get on Rogan. I'm like, it's, Impossible. It won't happen. Yeah. Like the cow cal- I am not the caliber they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You
0: never yeah. know. <laughs> keep keep
2: grinding. <laughs> Anyways, you were you were sending these picture these pictures out to everybody and trying to get information on it.
0: Yeah, and nobody could really. Of course, you know people have opinions and people have you know all these different theories, but nobody could specifically say, okay, it's from this time and the, this people group and this you know whatever. So. We start diving into it and looking at, and again, it just, it doesn't belong. You know, this is, it's in an area, it's in a place, it just doesn't belong at all. And that's what, you know, was the weirdest thing for us. I mean, you stand here on this, in this space and you're like, it feels like this almost shamanic experience for me, you know, like I was there and I was, it was one of those exciting moments. And for a minute, it was like, man, I could feel like every raindrop hit my body. You know, (laughs) like, this is amazing. I had goosebumps. uh, And I don't know how these guys felt, but I'm sure it was probably close to at least the the same kind of.
1: It was amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was
3: one of those things like, again, I, I was probably the one that didn't want to go look just simply because. I just didn't want to. You didn't want to? <laughs> Not, uh, initially, no. Just because I didn't want to. It's just kind of how, guys, I don't want to do that. Bro. On Sundays, I drive over where they live at and with my parents, for, for, we have church and we have dinner with mom on Sundays and like my nephews are there. So Sunday is usually kind of the day where the family gets together and kind of hangs out. But the Sundays are the only day we could get together. So they are messaging, yeah, let's go look, here, let's go look. I was all in. Then it was raining. I was like, "I should go another day. Well, Justin, as he always has since we've been 13 years old, talked me into going. Um, and then once we finally got up there and we walked down to it and found it, I was like, yeah, boys, this is this is far greater than anything i kind of had envisioned what it would be um i didn't necessarily say i had a shamanic experience um but it was definitely one of those things where i looked at it and i was like this there's got to be more to this story why is this thing here who put it here um why is this not something that's talked about because i grew up in the same town they did um why Why have we never heard about this before? Why has nobody said anything about this? Why are we not taking kids up on a field trip to see it? Like, this would be something that should be talked about. Um, so once I got there and saw it, it was a whole different, like, it, it's ramped me up, piqued my interest into a, a whole different level. Um, and then the other, I guess, information that we have since uncovered um, that comes with it just even adds even more to just the, the awesome story and mystery that it is. Yeah. But before we
0: go, I keep saying before we go on, I keep bringing it right back. That's fine. Um, we got an hour to fill at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably going to Show be. business. It's probably going to be more. <laughs> um, again, messaging Steve, you know, he had it on these geology forums and he sent me a, a comment that one of these people had left on the pictures. And when I got this comment, it was just like, holy crap. So Steve sends this to me. I send it to these guys right after. It was just a few simple words. It said, this is where the old gods meet.
3: What? That's all it says. So that reaction, Tony, that you just had, when he sent that to us in our group chat, I was actually up. The girls, my, my family was in bed. I'm, I'm a, a bit of a night owl, so I was up anyways, watching TV or gaming or doing something. I don't know what I was doing. But when he sent that to me and I picked up my phone, like I stood up and had just total chills over my whole body. Like this was not at all what I expected to for that uh, reaction or to that interpretation of this to come out. But that's what we got. This is where
0: the old gods meet. And
2: that was a comment on one of the pictures? On that was what, a comment from, or what?
0: No, this was on a geology forum that Steve really? from Hollow Sky really? had put out there.
2: Yeah, but by the way, I know you gave them a shout-out. I just want to give another shout-out. Shout-out to the Hollow Sky guys. Love those guys. Everybody should go follow them and leave a five-star rating review. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So... Steve posts the picture on a geology, and and some and one of these brains over there commented that
0: this is where the old gods meet.
2: Oh my god, I'm excited! Yeah, keep yeah. going. And you know, if nice. you
0: th- if you think about it, it's in a place that it doesn't belong or doesn't seem like it belongs. It's on top of a mountain. You know, ancient peoples—that's where they would go to communicate with the gods. They would go to these high places. So. If you go to these high places, you have this rock and all these these petroglyphs on it, all these carvings you know it makes sense and if
3: you walk down not even fifty yards from where this carving is at, you get to what I would call a peak rock so you can stand at the very peak um, of this cliff and you can over you can see. if the the leaves were off at the time, we could have seen for miles. You can oversee the town. You can oversee the river. You would have been able to see if I'm a Native American at that time or an an old uh, settlement that's setting up shop there, you can literally see everything from all the way around you. There's no way anybody can get up to you without you seeing them first, Um, which again, leads more to interesting things of why this thing is even here to start with. Yeah. So,
2: Um. We have we have a producer in studio. We have Cody here, and Cody distracted me. So the last five minutes, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> but and seriously, I, I don't. Um, but all right. So uh, this this um, this uh, this post that was posted and the comment that was made. Were you able to track down that person at all?
0: Nope. Is it impossible, or you just got lazy? Uh well we got lazy on it I don't know I didn't follow up with that tell did he that. send you a link to it so you were able to see it or what did no he all just... I got was a screenshot of the comic so
2: Steve today. sent it to you like mm, that yeah Steve see Steve see he's sneaky like sneaky that Steve, he, he's Steve. trying to stay part of the story he's like I'm not gonna give you the link I'm just gonna <laughs> send you a screenshot and if you want more you got to ask me for it because yeah. you can't just go because yeah. yeah. you don't know where freaking Steve and that sneakiness I'm sure
0: that he would have but it was one of those things we just got lazy there was so much information coming in all at one time about this. Rock, and then what we'll be getting into that it was just I
1: think so- it came from Reddit,
0: right? No, back I think it was a it. geology forum, yeah. it was an actual geological forum that Steve put it on. I'm pretty sure.
2: So, um, let me let me just uh let's let's take a, a, a few steps back here, and so I can I can personally picture this better, and also maybe for the audience as well. Uh, this rock. It, like, what you were talking about with the, the carvings of the humans and stuff, is it on this rock? Yes. Okay, so it's, uh, we're talking about one rock mm-hmm. that has all this stuff on it. Correct. Okay.
3: Uh, how big is this rock? Uh, three or four feet, probably.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. In
3: length. In length, yeah. And then probably another foot and a half to two feet wide. Yeah. All right, so
2: three or four feet, uh, and it's one rock. How much time have you spent up there?
0: Oh, just the one trip, just the one visit. Now, what uh-huh. we did find, what we did find, it there was parts of some rock that had fallen off and it was connected to. And I think I may already know where you're going yeah, with this. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the way 180? that it's located, the way that it's located, it's literally right on the edge of a cliff. It's straight down cliff after this.
2: You think that's the only rock up there with this on it?
3: We, while we were up there, Ryan took a pretty big circle. Uh, he walked down all the way underneath the cliff, walked around the bottom part of the cliff. Ryan, tell them all the things yeah,
1: you kind of found like, uh, what Yeah, I found fossils, but I didn't find any carvings uh, on the underneath side of it. So it actually looks like two rocks from the top, but it's one big rock. So it's the rock face, but I guess over time... Uh, What's that, erosion or yeah. whatever? Because one of the carvings of the little man would be from on this rock that's between that gap. Mm. But yeah, when I went below, I didn't see any signs of any more carving because that's what I, that's, we thought the same thing while we were there. Like, wonder how far these go over. So let me ask you a
2: question. Uh, what are the chances that this rock is just the surface rock of much bigger uh,
0: structure that's underground? It's totally possible. Totally yeah. possible. See, the reason for our limited time spent there is it is personal property. And it is... Did you sneak up there? It's leased. Well, absolutely. It's well, next le- <laughs> time you're sneaking, let me know.
2: <laughs> it's, I got to return the favor. You drove down here. I got to drive up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you
1: sold me.
0: <laughs> but it's it's, it's leased hunting property. So, you know, this time of year, you have hunters up there all year long. You know, bow season comes in really early. Um, and again, it's one of those things like, you try to go up there and not catch anybody else there or to not disturb, you know, hunters or, or all that stuff. So, again, you know, it's hard for us all three to to get together. But this needs to be be priority, guys.
2: I'm telling you right now. Don't worry about your families. Don't worry about the wives. Don't worry about
0: holidays. This needs to be
2: priority number one. Get your butts back up there and do some digging. Okay, for our first sponsor today, we have Uncommon Goods. I love Uncommon Goods, and what's not uncommon about Uncommon Goods is how commonly good Uncommon Goods is. I'm not trying to confuse you. It's called Uncommon Goods, and it's a great website. If you are somebody like me who sucks at buying gifts, you don't know what to buy, you never really think about what to buy until the last minute, Uncommon Goods has you covered. All you got to go is to uncommongoods.com slash Tony, and when you get there, all you got to do is pick a category, women, men, kids, fun, kitchen and bar, home, gifts, holiday. When you click on that, it shows you a bunch of stuff in that category and then you can narrow it down by price under 50, 100, 200. It really is customizable searching for the perfect gift for somebody in your life. And right now is a great time to get in on Uncommon Goods, not just for the deal, but also what they do for other people. Because with every purchase, Uncommon Goods gives a dollar back to a nonprofit partner of your choice. So that means you spend money at Uncommon Goods and then you tell them where to Put the money for the nonprofit partnership of your choice. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash Tony. That's uncommongoods.com slash Tony for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon goods, we're all out of the ordinary. I will say this because um, I found a rock structure in Pennsylvania before I left last year. What year is this? 2020. <laughs> yeah, last year. Um, I, uh, it was actually the, the very beginning of these films. I went to this one location and I didn't know what I was doing. I was with another guy that was doing camera work and we came across this. Um, so I was told that there is, uh, an underground, uh, world that, uh, reptilians exist in, in Pennsylvania and that I need to look for a rock structure that looks like a head of a dragon and that around that structure is where the opening is to the underworld essentially wow. and i was like cool let's go i'm in you know <laughs> and so i took i took me and my friend uh, uh uh edward who's an awesome guy by the way great cameraman um and we went on this journey for an entire day okay and we found the structure out in the middle of the woods and I, 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 before I got up there, I called locals and I was calling that, like, I, t- I called a taxidermist that wasn't far from this area. And I'm just asking them questions. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little stupid. So, you know, <laughs> you're, you're probably right. And I just, they kept the real low key. And, um, I, uh, I get up there and I find this and sure enough, there's this rock, gigantic rock wall, gigantic rock wall. And the end of it the first thing I see, it looks like a, a serpent head. Wow. And I'm talking I'm talking like there are parts of this wall that are over 100 feet high. Oof. And it's out in the middle of the woods. And um, I got the footage on a hard drive somewhere around here. I never made it a video, um, mainly because I hate doing video editing. And so I'm just <laughs> like, well, I had the experience and sucks to be you, the rest of the world. <laughs> You're just going to have to hear me tell the story because I don't feel like making it a video. Maybe one day I will or I'll hire somebody to do it. Uh, that's actually a good idea. I should do that. Anyways. Um, so we spent an entire day up there and, uh, I mean, i I, I caught EVPs on like, so I, uh, I was going over some of the footage with my dad where it was dark out. Me and Ed were hiking this rock wall back at night. And at one point I stopped because we were buzzed by military helicopters while we were up there. It was really interesting. <laughs> and, um, and so while we were, we stopped and we were looking and there was this light that came off the hill and it was going down into the valley. And after that incident ended, I looked at him, I said, You ready to go? And he's like, Yeah. And he has a strong Southern uh Costa Rican accent, like it's from South America. So like it's not like it's not hard to know who's talking. Yeah. And he said, Yeah. And as I start walking, you hear somebody, something whispered in the mic, okay. And it sound it sounded like a uh a, a female voice. And then later that night, and we didn't know that at the time. Uh I, I found that out later when I was reviewing the footage footage. But uh later that night we we got to that serpent head again and we're just sitting there and it was like late i mean it was dark out we're in the middle of the woods it's completely dark and uh, i i thought i heard a little girl talking and off in the distance and like mind you we were out there for 12 14 hours we i was exhausted yeah. and and when you're out there that long you kind of and especially when we were already winding down like we we were ready to pack up and get out and just go home so like i was like investigative mindset was done so like I hear this, and, it, and the little girl was like, I couldn't understand what she was saying. It was just like a little, like it just, it was, I was just like, what the freak was that? And <laughs> and he, he heard it, or no, he didn't hear it, and um and I didn't go investigate it. And I, I, and it's one of my biggest regrets, is that I didn't tell him to turn on his camera again and go investigate that, because the sound of it was maybe like 50 feet away from us. Wow. And I didn't know that I had that EVP of the little girl, uh, or some female voice. Uh, anyways, long story short, let me bring this back around. Uh, this rock wall, uh, it it's it it went for at least a half mile, and it was very uh broken. And there and 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 there there are people who say that it's natural, uh, and some and, I, and some parts of it, I'm like, I don't know how this is natural because like there were like broken parts of it that were like completely rectangle and squared off, like they were like bricks, but yeah. like, like long, like like six, seven, eight foot long blocks of rock. And it looked like it was a wall that fell over at one time, but it was constructed, right? And that, then you had that serpent head that looks intentionally made and all this stuff, right? And, uh, but it it goes like a half a mile, but as you keep going, it's very clear that it fades into the ground. And I, I, I always wonder, I'm like, how big is this thing really? Yeah. You know? And it, 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 am I just seeing like, Like imagine if I'm standing at this this serpent head looking thing, this this hundred foot wall and all this stuff, and this is just like the top of the giant temple that I'm standing on. Like that's like, you know, just the tip of the ass. Right. And so I I, to bring it all back to what you got and stuff, I mean, this rock, I mean, you, you guys were there. You know what the area looked like. Is it possible that you think that like could this be just like the the very tip of the roof of something
0: that's even bigger. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the yeah. way that it could go back into the mountainside, it could go for, forever. For people to understand, uh, Appalachian, Appalachia,
2: Appalachian, whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> by the way, again, you guys are from the Appalachia, Appalachian, Appalachian intelligence podcast. Figure it out from there. Yes. Uh, links, yeah. links are in the description. And that's a total um, oxymoron, just so you know. <laughs> but, um, so, people have to understand that these mountain ranges, like the Smokies here and stuff, uh, these are some of the oldest mountains in the world. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why they don't look like the mountains on the West Coast. Is because the mountains on the West Coast haven't been around as long as these. Right. And so, the the the, the ancient aspect of these mountains and the stories that are left untold are very vast. And uh, I, I think that um, what you guys stumble are stumbling on here, what you're telling us about, right. and uh, what... Um, ward and sword and staff guys are doing like we're, and me obviously by proxy you know um we're exploring the ancient aspect
0: of our backyard yeah absolutely and it's really interesting it is really interesting because i mean you have no idea like you know what you're talking about right there to me in, in all my weirdness that's a moon-eyed people civilization you know this giant wow. rock wall, yeah <laughs> this giant rock wall that they've built and come but you know we we have no idea you know, we think that the native, there's a reason the natives are called the natives. You know, they're supposed to be the first. But you have so many of these Native American tribes that'll say, Huh-uh. you know, when we got here, there were these six-fingered red-headed giants that had already built this place up and and all these different things. So, I mean, we have no idea. You know, and other tribes say well, there were these uh, really tall, pale, big-headed, big-eyed people, you know, that they call the moon-eyed people. I mean, it's just, it's interesting to explore who was there? And we definitely intend to go back. I've actually told Ryan a couple times. And yeah, you're coming along, Tony. You're coming along. I'm, I'm there. I'll save the gas money. And I've got a I've got a date scheduled to meet and talk with the guy that's actually the property owner. So maybe that'll open up more things because he- I've, Does he know it's there? Yeah. Okay. I've learned that he spent decades asking questions. and asking really? around, But it was an age before the internet. So this is right up his alley. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. He loves it. He actually loves it so much that he contacted, I guess, the closest Cherokee (laughs) native tribe. And and Ryan Ryan loves this one. But he, he got a tribal elder to come up and asked if he knew what it was. So this tribal elder hikes up there to this rock with him, walks out to it, asks him if he can be alone with it for a few moments. The guy says, yeah, you know, take your time, do what you need to do. Well, the elder sits down on the rock, traces out some of the carvings, goes into this meditative trance-like state, stands back up, turns around, walks out of there, doesn't say a word, leaves. Doesn't say a word to anybody about anything. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I think.
1: Or the greatest prank ever. like you know some it got us American about it. dude <laughs> sitting around and somebody's like hey I need you to come look at this this looks like something your people would do like you know what alright I'm just gonna do a little few hand motions here some jazz hands yes. and then walk away and not say a word <laughs>
2: it would be the greatest prank
0: <laughs> <here. laughs> it's, it's, it's what I would do <laughs> it really, it,
2: it's something I would do <laughs> Like, like oh you want to stereotype me okay <laughs> I'm going to give you a story to tell for the rest of your
1: life
0: <laughs> except on the way by just give like
1: a oh. oh man that got me rolling. I got to I'm go. actually, <laughs> I'm actually hoping that's what happened. <laughs> because that's my favorite. <laughs> that's fantastic. See, now I know why they got you on the podcast. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Comic relief. That's what I do.
2: <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, I'll say this where I forget. i um, looking at the picture right now. and uh, I'm sure you guys probably thought about this, but it looks like, uh, like, imagine if, if this was, and I'm not saying this is or isn't what it is, I don't really have an opinion. Uh, but imagine if this was some kind of sacrifice joint, and those those channels were for the blood to run through. That's
3: exactly. Well, we we poured, actually, we poured water on it just to kind of see what would happen. Are we curious. Yeah. We had a couple bottles with us, and I said, let's just see where the water goes if we. Pour it on here. Maybe it will lead to something and hey, maybe it unlocks some huge chamber we get. Oh, uh, we got to, right? Indiana yeah. Jones over here. So that's <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah. Let's try this and see. And we did pour it and it did run down, but exactly like you think it would. Nothing that was anything that was peculiar. It didn't means. start glowing. No, or nothing like that. Well, it's because no. you need blood. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. And we actually said that. We actually mentioned, the, which. One of us three is going to be the
0: sacrifice here, just to cut the. No, hand. I found another one. I found another. Okay. One. I've been telling this guy at work that we're going to have to use him as a sacrifice because he's a ginger like me, and I told him that the, <laughs> that the ancient gods need ginger blood. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't going to be me. And he's, he's willing to put it down. <laughs> well, not really, but
2: he's
1: not willing. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm bigger than him. Well, I mean, so so Ryan
2: Ryan uh, Ryan shows up on mushrooms for the show, right? So
1: <laughs> not all the time. Only twi- I've only done that twice.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, it's enough to yeah. to make it a habit. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 and so next time just slip him some mushrooms and he'll just be like okay sure you know and that's the plan have a contract (laughs) that he signs and make it all legal you know like apparently it's really a popular thing now where it's like you're allowed to medically commit suicide in some of these countries so
0: you know just say he's committing suicide for the cause and Well, yeah, Pretty and maybe fine. we just need a little bit of blood. We might not have to kill him. <laughs> We're willing to do what we need to do, though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, for, for science,
1: <laughs> for, for science.
2: yeah,
0: scientific purposes. Absolutely. Yeah. So where
2: are we at in this story? Because I know, I know, you guys, you guys are uncovering information and stuff. And
0: well, this moves on, and this is kind of why we didn't spend as much time initially with the rock because
3: uh, this hit, and it kind of obviously, as you will hear, kind of that's what we
0: focused on. It went nuts. Um, so Lance, you just you it I was, with how J.W. came into yeah, the Yeah, so we had been corresponding. Witness? Well, <laughs> J.W.? <laughs> no, that was pretty good. Pretty good, good that pretty though. Good.
3: I hadn't <laughs> thought about that one yet. Yeah. Um,
0: we he, been, he came to us to, to ask if we had a few moments to talk about the kingdom. Of <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, but I got this rock. <laughs> <laughs> so we were I back in school now, um,
3: and I teach with him and have known him for a long time. And we were just talking back and forth about our summers and about different things going on. And Justin not a week beforehand um, had sent me a PowerPoint presentation a guy had done on something called the John Swift silver mine. Um, and I had one of those things I had never heard of. Um, and within the pictures that this guy had on his PowerPoint were some carvings that look similar to what this rock was. Well, it wasn't identical, but you could see some similarities in it. JW comes down and we're just having a conversation about it. I'm telling him about the podcast and he's asking questions and we eventually conversation leads to, we'll, Last week, we went and saw this rock. Here are some pictures. He's a historical guy, um, camps a lot, goes to a lot of places, has seen a lot of things, asking questions, right? What do you think about this picture? And he looked at it, and so that's really peculiar. Um, and then I then led into, well, we've got some things that are similar to this in this PowerPoint presentation that this guy had made on the John Swift silver mine. And I could see, like, a twinkle in
0: his eye. I like, get something I flipped the switch. Um, Now, real quick, the John Swift silver mine is a – it's local legend, local lore in our area, eastern Kentucky, southern West Virginia, even eastern Tennessee, that people have been searching for this silver mine for as long as probably
3: (laughs) two, three hundred years. Absolutely. Yeah. So, he asks me, um, well, well, as I'm bringing this up, I say – john swift silver mine and i can see again this twinkle in his eye um so he lets me proceed to kind of just give him all the information that i had on this rock and on this john swift silver mine and when i get done uh he says well actually um funny that you mention that i actually know some things about the john swift silver mine and actually have done some searching for it myself i said what Known this guy a long time. We'd never had this conversation before. Um, so he then leads into this story that his dad was looking to buy some property uh, in Florida as a vacation area to move down. Um, and the guy they were going to buy the property of, this Mr. Anderson, um, was going to back and forth in communications. And JW had kind of taken over uh, the um, nego- negotiation with him because his dad was getting a little bit older. And JW said that Mr. Anderson was eccentric and had a... A a mine that just went everywhere all the time and would give just talk about everything high energy guy but he was an older guy um and in the process of them buying this land it was a couple months process obviously they called down to kind of finalize the deal and mr anderson reached back out and said "Ah, you know what i sold it to somebody else right so they didn't get this land now this land uh was on the treasure coast there in florida okay um And the guy, JW, says that Mr. Anson felt very, very bad about it. So in response to that, so let me tell you this. Um, I have some information um, that you may like to know and gave him what he thought were the coordinates of this John Swift silver mine. Now, that sounds crazy, right? Why would somebody do that? And why would we even think about going and looking for it? JW had the same questions. So he began to kind of quiz this guy on, on a variety of things. He found out through talking to him that Mister Anderson made his fortune because he found some of Blackbeard's treasure on the Treasure Coast in Florida, Um, and then you can actually um, JW. There's an article that talks about Mister Anderson him him him, and then a couple of his guys went in and uh, dug this up, and the government was involved, and it was it's a legitimate thing that happened, right? And part Um,
0: of Christopher Columbus's
3: ship, and found yeah, found some of Christopher of Columbus's ship as well. Okay, so there's some legitimacy wow. to what he is saying. Okay, he then sends JW um, on another treasure hunt. I guess they're trying to prove that he knew what he was talking about. So he sends him these coordinates to an area that's just a little bit south of Cincinnati, Ohio, and tells him that I don't know the exact like landowners don't can't get all the legal deeds and things that I need, but sends him a map. X marks the spot. There's gold here. Will you go investigate it for me? What's anybody say? Absolutely, right? Since not that far from us, two and a half, three hours, he said, I'm going to go. He and his brother went. Let's at least go check it out. Now, this guy had done all of this treasure hunting by dowsing, right? And we know what dowsing is, the two rods, and he would douse on the maps, and where they're pointed on the maps, he would X marks the spot, and that's how he found the gold. Okay? That's interesting. Yes, it is, right? It's a completely yeah. interesting thing, but that's what? JW, now we've never met the guy. The guy has since passed from pancreatic cancer. He was older anyways. But these are the stories and the information that JW has given us. Okay. So they go to Cincinnati, um, roll up on the courthouse of this this kind of small town um, outside of Cincinnati and try to find the deeds to this land, the landowners and get all the legal stuff they need to at least go and investigate and kind of see where this is at. They get the information, get the landowners, and they drive to this this house kind of out where this farm is at. And he and his brother got their metal detectors, um, walk up and knock on the door. Nobody's home. So they wait around and think, well, maybe they're going to town to get something, whatever. Wait around for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Nobody shows up. Well, JW says, I didn't drive all this way to at least not go look at where this X marks the spot is. So they hop the fence. And head out to where on the map X marks the spot. Brings down the uh, metal detector and gets a precious metal ping on this mound on this land. Okay. Calls Dawn, Tells Don, hey, this is what happened. Right. We, we've got this ping. We can't find these people. Can't follow up. Whatever. Leave. They never come back. Further investigates it more. Right. Goes again and calls around and finds out that this. Precious metal ping is actually on an old Native American burial ground. So they can't go in and bring it up because of the legal laws or whatever it is. Okay, so that gives JW two instances now in which he's had this guy tell him information, one where he found the treasure in Florida. He's got a second instance now where there was definitely something precious there. So that's two for two. He's hit. And he then proceeds to tell him other places throughout the East Coast where there's Civil War caches of gold, where they used to take Mm -hmm. and throw the Civil War gold down these outhouses and cover them up so that people wouldn't find them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we have all this information. That's hit. J.W. then proceeds to tell me, this guy doused X marks the spot on this swift silver mine. And Mr. Anderson told JW on the numerous conversations that they had if you can find this place, we're talking bu- 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 billions of dollars in silver. Okay. So we hear that. Obviously, lights go on, right? And I'm taking down the information, writing as many notes as I can as JW is telling me this story. Um, and I was like, well, have you ever been an up and, and looked where this is at? He's like, oh, yeah. It's been about 10 years, me and my brother are looking for it, different, kind, different times in, in, in the in the winter. Now, where we're at in Appalachian Mountains, you can't go in the spring and summer. Copperheads, rattlesnakes, galore. So you go like this time of the year where all that stuff's gone, the leaves are off. It's just easier to, to to search for stuff. And he then gives me all the pings of places along this mountain that they've been to but not found anything. Okay? So... Uh, he's, he, he gave it to you. Yeah, we have all, yeah, I've got it. Well, JW right now, he's, he's in the middle of with us. he's, he's, yeah, he's right with us. He's the guy in the chair.
2: (laughs) All right. So let let me, this, before you go any further, I just got, I got to wrap my mind around this. Uh, JW, uh, has been brought into the fold, right? Yes. And he's given you, he's, he's sharing this information with you because he's invested in 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 this the his treasure hunt that he thinks might I'm assuming might be related to this. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I I love treasure hunting stories, guys. He's <laughs> like,
3: and JW's getting older. So, right, he, yeah.
2: and he, so he needs young legs. He
3: needs a mountain. He needs, he needs boots a mountain on base. the ground. <laughs> it is, wow. You're gonna have to go up on a mountain to you find him. Should
2: have brought him today. <laughs> should have brought him today. <laughs> should've
3: brought him with us. <laughs> yeah, we should have. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Um, so there'll, be, there'll
0: be more. He yeah. is
3: he is like he'll come down once a week sometimes twice a week because and talk about getting ready to go and planning the trip together and just kind of thinking about all the different things more stuff he remembers and more information he finds because he said he's not looked for it in probably five or six years because he's got too old and kind of just fell by the wayside but Mm it was always there in the back of his mind we bring all this stuff up and it all comes rushing back and kind of re-energizes him and gets us all fired up to go find this treasure okay um He then just proceeds to tell me more and more information that he has found and that Mr. Anderson gave him as well um, about this swift silver mine. Now, this swift silver mine, as Justin alluded to, is a bit of a local legend, right? Um, And people think that Pine Mountain, which is one of the mountain faces uh, there where close to where we live, it's borderlines Virginia, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. There's been people that have been looking up there. For years, trying to find it, and you can YouTube people who have found carvings and found stuff. And there's tons and tons of information. Treasure hunting forums, tons and tons of information about people looking on Pine Mountain because um, that's just kind of the central thought for most people of where this is at.
0: And there have Sorry. been there have been um, coins found. There's been a silver bar found. There's been like these singular items that have been found that that in this area. Yes. Yes.
3: Now, where we think it's at,
0: that is not in that
3: same area. Where Mr. Anderson told us he dowels the X marks to spot, not the same place. As this rock? No. No. It's not the same
0: place as the rock. No. Okay. No. Nope. I'm trying
2: to tie the rock into this.
0: See, that's the thing (laughs) that we've been doing, too. Okay. All right. The rock, I don't know. If it ties in at all. Okay, now, gotcha, 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 I just know that it led to this flow of, inf- it, it, this rock started a conversation that led to this flow of information from this amateur treasure hunter who's talking to a professional treasure hunter who has all of this info and these maps and these pings and these, all this stuff that's just opened up this gigantic door to us searching for this. Long lost John Swift silver mine, but there are carvings wow. that
3: are similar to that that have been found on Pine Mountain. Really? Yes.
2: Is this on Pine Mountain?
3: No, no, that is not. That would be in. No, it's not. I don't. What mountain face is would that be? Um, <laughs> no, I, I have no I idea. Know, the mountain but range in Hayside,
0: Virginia. Kwanis,
1: <laughs> you do have a coal mine under it, right there? Yeah,
0: you do. Uh,
1: that that one actually blew up there, didn't it? Honestly, oh, there's a coal mine underneath this.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty That's close. Interesting. Pretty
1: close. And, I don't know if it runs that direction
0: or not. But. <laughs> and, and there's another thing that we're looking at too because uh, unpurified silver just in the mountain. Looks just like coal, baby. Looks like coal. It's black. Mm. I didn't know that. So yeah, you would actually we. have to have the things that we didn't either at first. You need to have an, an acid off. test to kind of put the onto
3: the rock to see if it t- test positive. We've spent
0: months up. and months researching looking out logistically, you know, like situations. If this happens, what do we do? It what I mean, like months just waiting for the weather to turn cold and mm-hmm. the leaves to fall off. <laughs> we've been in John Swift's journals or what's left of them, you know, seeing what Swift wrote, you know, wh- where he was, where he spent his time, how he came into uh, the continental U.S., like all of these different things we've poured in. Eventually lead to getting boots on the ground, which we're still waiting to do, but we've got so much information going into it that I feel like we've been prepping for this huge game for weeks and weeks, like several (laughs) bi-weeks leading up to this great big event that we can really pour into based on the information that we
3: have. And it's been unusually warm in our area. And like it wasn't that long ago that I still saw some snakes out, right? And and JW, like he tells the story, he was up there in early March, which you would think still cold enough in in our area that there wouldn't be snakes. He was around a a cliff face and stuck his hand into a rock and there said a copperhead is looking at him because moving slow, but looking at him. He jerked his hand away real quick and then left, obviously, because you don't want to be in this remote area and get bit by a rattlesnake
0: or a copperhead. And the way that JW talks about this location, you know, It's super rugged terrain, number one. Like, you're scaling cliff faces. It's not just, you know, you're walking, taking a nice little hike through the forest. No, it's like legit rock climbing. You're moving around cliff faces. You're doing all these different things. But he talks about these unusual boulders. You know, we don't have boulders, really, in our area. You know, you have some large rocks and stuff, but just these singular boulders sitting around, you don't really see that. It's not like out west. But he talks about this place, there being boulders in certain areas that just don't look like they belong. And and hearing JW talk about it, and we've made this, this comment several times on the show, it feels like an Indiana Jones movie. I mean, I feel like I'm listening to one. Yeah, it, that's how it feels like going yeah. into this I feel like there's going to be some booby trap that I hit and darts are going to be coming from the trees for and sure a boulder is <laughs> going to be rolling down the mountainside at me just looking yeah. it. yeah it, it, it probably will happen I want to be there for
2: it yeah, so, like, <laughs> yeah. this is so cool uh, go, t- sorry to add to no, the
3: mystery no. of this as well Mr. Anderson was in our area in the 70s and he Mr. So Anderson he's the guy that has he's, he's the treasure hunter gotcha okay. so he was in Florida but he was in our area in the seventies, and tells JW that up on that mountain where we think this is at, there used to be a natural stair step of rocks. Okay, in this stair step of rocks, at the bottom of it was where they had, according to legend, was where they would smelt the uh, silver down and make the coins. Had the press there, had everything, and that at that staircase of rocks was a entrance to the mine. That there was somewhere else, according to legend, another entrance as well elsewhere. Which brings us back to this rock where you have two people on both sides of this bridge that they could use this as a tunnel, right? So that's, that's a bit of a stretch, but it in this story, it kind, of, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Now, before you before you go on, when he was here in the 70s, Mr. Anderson saw the stair steps, went up to them. And was going to try to get the legal rights to go in and do some excavating and to do some digging. It's all national forest, and it was a lot of loopholes in the seventies for him to get to that. And that's why his time he was on here for a couple of weeks, whatever. And that's why he never uh, went further with what he he, he claims he found it and saw the silver. He says he saw the silver. Yes. He saw the silver and that's why he kept saying billions of dollars in silver. He just couldn't get the legal means necessary to go in and
0: excavate it. Yeah. I know it's a lot. This is so exciting. So you can see why we didn't spend so much time on the rock.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the rock right now and,
0: um, I'm starting to lose my voice again.
2: I'm, I'm getting over a cold and, uh, uh, if, if anybody's listening and they hear me smacking around a throat lodge and <laughs> I'm so sorry, I got halls in my mouth. Um, so I'm looking, so you can see my, my picture here, yep. Lance. It, so this is the, uh, the bridge, right? That's what you're talking about. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, this is, this is really interesting. Uh, ha, have you been able to, all right, for, let me, this, this staircase was this, is this a, a natural staircase or was it man-made? You think natural. natural.
3: Okay. Okay. He said natural.
2: It was natural. Okay. Uh, and, and and when he was telling that you were trying to signal something to me, what were you trying to say?
0: I was going. I was saying, look at the middle of that rock carving. That bridge, path, whatever tunnel could, like a stair. could also yeah. be a staircase. Mm-hmm. And you have in the carving, you have a little guy on top and a little guy on the bottom. And you have what could be, you know, if there's an upper and lower mine which is what is in all in John Swift's journals. You know, Mr. Anderson believed and JW believes. Now, a lot of legend says that one of these mines is local to us and one of them is around the Red River Gorge area. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Why in the 1780s would you have two mines that you're trying to transport things back and forth hundreds of miles apart? That doesn't make any sense to me, especially when you have natives, which Lance may get into, trying to swipe this silver, trying to get the jump on these transports, grab all the silver, and that's how they're making their living. So if you had a situation where you had like a upper mine where the actual mining is going on and a lower smelting area to smelt all this down and turn it into currency, it would make sense for there to be a... a, Something natural and something close in proximity to be able to work this out. This is so much to take in. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, this yeah. is so much to take in. No,
1: my theory on the rock, if it has nothing to do with the treasure, is that there's spots in the Mammoth Cave system throughout where you can come in and out, and possibly these were maps to guide you through that.
0: Well, like a- n- you say that, and I know, like you're just throwing it out there as a theory, but. In one of Swift's journals, or in his journals, an entry in his journal, he talked about writing and, and working with this guy, and this guy was describing a a local mountain in our area called Pound Gap, and said that the natives used it, said that, the, that this mountain was like a honeycomb, said there was nothing but tunnels that went, that there was entrances everywhere, exits everywhere, and that Walking with or walking into the mountain, you could hear the the horse beats, the hooves of horses overhead going around on roads. So, you know, there's a lot of legend and different things that have happened, you know, in local legend that it's like, okay, we've had natives get from here to here really, really fast. And we don't know how. Well, that's one of the theories is that there were tunnels in all of these mountains And that's what they utilize to get from place to place.
2: And that's—I don't think that's inconceivable. I I think that's very a very logical possibility. Um, man, so uh, do you guys? What's your sense on this rock as far as age goes? I have no idea. No idea. None. Really, really old. So, like this, this, this
0: treasure story. How how old of a legend is this story? A couple hundred years or this this legend, Swift was operating in the 1780s, 1770s and 1780s. Okay. He came into uh what was originally the Carolinas and mingled with the Cherokee people there. Now I have a theory. He came into these and started mingling with the Cherokee and he started getting these glimpses of silver. Now, this isn't technically in all the journals, but this is my theory. He starts coming into these 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 people and sees this silver, sees them using it, and recognizes this as it's a silver. Where, where did you guys get this? Well, through information, you know, just like we're doing through information and talking to him, and maybe going and discovering this rock because also in his journals him talking about leaving a cache of silver around a peculiar looking rock southwest from the headwaters of this river that I think I know where he's talking about and there was this old beech tree or an old he don't say beech he says an old tree that him a guy named Monday and another man put their initials and a compass rose into the tree i've since talked to a guy that built the well site that's 500 yards from this rock. And he told me that when he built the well site and was pushing, to, using an excavator to push over the trees, and this is before I told him anything about the rock, anything about what we had found, nothing. I don't even know if I'd came across it yet. He tells me that he pushed over this big old, old beech tree <clears throat> and it had some really weird carvings in it. You know, some guys' initials and, and what looked to be uh something like a compass rose. Oh man. <laughs> now in the journals, in the journals, this cache of silver that was left near this peculiar looking rock oh, beside of this beech tree and this Indian grave was twenty five to thirty thousand dollars worth of silver in seventeen eighty something.
2: Twenty five dollars to $30,000 worth of silver back then is what he left next to this rock? Yes. And y'all haven't gone back up there? Well, it's mm, that's that's not easy as easy right. as it sounds. Yeah. That's why we have to be so, easy. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, listen, um, I, I'm, I'm not a treasure hunter. Uh, I, I I just pretend to be one. Uh, no but uh there there is a treasure that I'm looking at possibly pursuing and uh by pursuing this treasure, I have to get permission by the property owner to excavate his property and that's the biggest challenge uh y- which my challenge is gonna be more than what you guys have before you because there's not much excavation in the sense that you already have a specific location you know like I'm I'm looking to go dig where a river used to flow for a a ship that sunk and now is farm fields. And so like, I like, like, like mine is a lot more, uh, (laughs) I the any mini mine right here. I think, you know, like, um, but this got a very specific location and it's, it's very, um, it's very, you can just grab them. It's all right. Um, Justin's grabbing the halls, making a bunch of noise. (laughs) Um, but, uh, this is a very specific location and, uh, and so it shouldn't be too hard as far as that goes, the excavation side of things, but, um, it's
0: getting the permission. Now you've talked to the landowner. We're getting ready. We haven't talked to the landowner yet. I have a date set to talk to the landowner. He's really, he's a lot older guy and I've tried to approach this as lightly as possible mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that he will talk to us and let us kind of look into what we need to look into.
2: So you have a, t- like you've already like scheduled a time to talk to him.
0: Yes. And um, he doesn't, does he know that you've been on his property yet? Um, Probably because the way I was scheduling talking to him was through a family member and the family member knows, listens to the show mm. and was excited about coming to us and saying, you need to talk to this guy. So, so your
2: family member hooked you up with the lo- the owner. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. it's
0: a, so, lot. So it's a, a lot. you know, it, and it goes like kind of leading on to my theory. I feel like we're following in the footsteps of John Swift. Mm-hmm. He had to find this silver somehow, right. He had to find the, the location of this mine to operate out of. If he came in, mingled with the native peoples, came across this rock and they could explain to him, hey, this is what this means, this is where it's located. This is what you need to do, you know, maybe. And I know that's a stretch trying to bring this rock into it. But for me, it just, it's, it's too close. Like everything just worked way too smoothly for this rock yeah. not to have something to do with this treasure. That's just my opinion. I feel like I maybe mean, the in same In all way. honesty, I kind of hope that it's
2: two separate things. Because then you got two legends and treasures. I would be
0: totally cool with that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> because it sounds like the 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 silver that you're on the trail of something, and like ultimately, like it'd be really cool if this rock was its own story and you haven't even touched the surface of it,
0: yeah, and you know it could be you know, just like we talked earlier, ancient peoples, they went to these high places, that's where they communicated with their gods, sometimes Lance's brother. Messages him one day, and he's like, "You know, every time you see carvings like this on Ancient Aliens, they're talking about the natives done these circular patterns to represent portals. Mm -hmm. What if you do go up there?
1: I knew you'd do it. (laughs) You know, I got to bring portals. (laughs) Say the word portals. You know, I got to bring. Hey, you have me at portals, baby. Keep going." I knew you were going to say portals. That's it. Why do you keep looking at me?
0: That's a given, Ron. You know I'm going to say portals. <laughs> Carry I have on. to. <laughs> Carry on. So yeah. if there is a chance. Well, man, now just something hit me. We find this treasure. We're like getting super rich. And then we find this portal with this rock and fall into it. And then there goes all my wealth. And I'm just like upside down. with as long as, you, as long as you go in first, I'll wait. I'm, I'm like, dang it. it. I was way richer on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> but no, I hope it is too. Like, I hope it's two totally separate adventures. Because that's what this is. I mean, it really feels like, feels like I'm Indiana Jones.
2: If you're listening to this Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance Sponsorship ad, there's a good chance that you're alive. And if you're not, well, this may not be of interest to you. Now, I know what you're thinking. Life insurance? I'm going to live forever. Death is what happens to other people. Well, for the sake of argument, let's assume you're wrong and that someday you won't be listening to podcasts anymore. I know it's not easy to talk about, so I'll do the talking. If you're 50 plus and alive or 50 to 75 in New York, you can apply for Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance with guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health. And since this life insurance is guaranteed, you don't have to get a medical exam. In fact, you don't even have to fill out a health questionnaire. For a free quote, just visit GerberLifeFamily.com. Then when you stop, I mean, if you stop listening to podcasts, your family can use the insurance money to help cover your financial expenses or anything else. Your kids already inherited your ears, allergies, and questionable singing voice. Don't make them inherit your final expenses too. See website for terms and restrictions.
0: The way this all works, like, We've again. We've researched it. We've sent out drones. We have drone videos of the location. We've got you know we're we're pinging spots. Lance has even been driving by and seeing fog just creeping out of certain areas of the mountain that says, "Huh, that's probably an opening." Mm -hmm. Yeah, JW. He when of course the weather started turning started to turn
3: cold. um, He came down and's like driven by the spot where things is at. So if you you notice the fog. Is like in the middle of the mountain and it looks like it's coming up out of the mountain. It's like, no, I've never really paid any attention before. He said, the next morning where it's cool, just drive by and look. So I did. And about halfway up the mountain, you can see fog just flying out of, this, of the middle of the mountain. And he thinks it's because that's where the mine is and that's where the cavern's at. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. So, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's where we're at with this story, huh?
0: That's where we're at. Uh, I mean, unless Lance to talk about Chief Benji, there's I mean, a just whole, a cool yeah, little yeah, there's historical. A, uh, another historical part of this where, uh, Chief Benji
3: was a local, uh, Native American Indian chief, obviously, that was in our area. And there was actually a, a mile marker, you know, those historical markers you have on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. There was one that mentions him him just being in the area. And he was known to be a a settler looter. What he would do is he would come in and find find the white man and and, and take their stuff. And that's how they kind of built his purse. Um, he was trying to get this silver from John Swift, according to the legend and some of the historical marker. Um, and the thing that John Swift would do um, is he would they would get the silver out and send it down what is in our area known as Lost Creek, which is kind of a hidden. Creek, not river, not really creek, kind of in between. That kind of went under the rocks. Um, and he would send that down one way and send fake ones on uh, wagons the other way. And Chief Benji would attack these fake ones and take whatever John Swift had. And they would come back. John Swift and then would come back to where the actual other place was at, where the silver was at. And that's how they got it out of there. Um, and I thought that was an interesting story. And J.W. says... Have you ever seen the mile marker on the side of the road? It's like, no, so next time you're back way, stop and look. Well, I did. And it's there Chief Benji, Cherokee, uh, Chief, and kind of goes through some history of him. Another guy that I work with was overhearing the conversation. He comes in and listening there kind of quietly. And after we get all done, uh, he looks at me and said, uh, I'm Chief Benji's seventh great grandson. Oh,
2: man. Hey, this is like destiny. <laughs> and this I has to be uh, like destiny. I said, what?
3: He was like, yeah, he's one of those guys that does a lot of his ancestry, likes, dislikes doing those things. And he brings over his printout from Ancestry.com, stuff he's traced. Wow. Um, and by marriage, on his mother's side, he is the seventh great-grandson of Chief Binge. Um, and tells me that his grandpa, um, that he can when he was younger, distinctly remembers him having a purse of silver coins that he kept on him. But hasn't, he hasn't been able to find them. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow.
2: Well, uh, sounds like you guys are just uh on uh, just scratching the surface of this this uh this amazing story. Um I when I was talking about earlier uh with my journey in Pennsylvania, I want to clarify that that, that where I was was part of the Appalachian Mountain, Appalachia, Appalachian, whatever you call <laughs> right. it mountains, though. Uh and um and this is as well. And I just wonder what kind of ancient history and, and, and lore is hidden there. Like, in, like this, this is something that, so, uh, what was his name? Scott Walter, mm-hmm. the guy on the history channel or something like that, that had that, uh, what was it called? America on or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was it. This is something that I think he would be like, Jumping all over for an episode, right? Yeah. I don't know if he still does that show. And quite frankly, I don't think you should give it to him. Uh, <laughs> I, this is—I'm serious. This is yours. And if you're gonna—if you're gonna publish it on any kind of forum like that, uh, Merkel Media is here. So, <laughs> 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 like, hey, selfishly, the, screw History Channel. Hey, like, there's a reason we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, like th- this is something that is is really interesting. Uh, if somebody came to you guys and. They're like, Hey, I'm a, I'm an archeologist or I'm, I'm, I'm somebody in the know. I I know this stuff. And they said, and they, 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 they looked at the rock and they're like, that's natural. What would you say?
0: I would say that I appreciate your opinion. It's um, not my opinion. I'm I'm telling you, I know. Uh, well, I appreciate your, what you think, you know, but piss off. <laughs> <laughs> no, if somebody did come and say that it was natural and it was legitimate, they could show me why and explain why and, and relate it to other things. Okay, so it's natural, yeah, it's a really cool find, regardless, and it's a really cool find that however it wanted to use itself, it led us to a much bigger adventure mm-hmm. into looking for this John Swift silver treasure imagine just imagine if
2: like you found the treasure and then you're writing a biography, and this this rock is just a footnote in the story, yeah,
0: and that's yeah, all it could be. be crazy, that's all it could be, and you know it was something that we thought was so huge, yeah. You know, and and that could—that's a possibility. You know, if somebody comes up and says, "Oh, this is totally natural." I mean, I don't know how you naturally put like humanoid-looking carvings into a, yeah. a two of them actually. So,
2: in any of these pictures, are there humanoid figures in it? Do you have any of those um, pictures? Because I, I don't see what you're talking about when it comes to humanoid. And I'll post these if it's okay with you guys. Can I post these pictures? Yeah, absolutely. Sure? Okay, sure. cool. So I'll post these pictures. You just sent it website. to me the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. So th- this this rock wall that I found in Pennsylvania, they say is a natural formation. They're saying that you know 300 million years ago, when the continents collided and all that stuff, it pushed the bedrock up of the ocean and created this wall. And it it, it looks like it could be some com- com- some kind of composite rock with uh, with pebbles and stuff. And so I could see the theory behind it and stuff. Um, but then there's the the aspect of there are things about it that look like they're designed, uh, and it maybe maybe both can be true. Uh, where it it is a natural formation that then ancient people came along and designed on top of. And it's a, it's a, it's a thought and a theory that I have been recently, uh, exposed to when it comes to, uh, the ancient people with like Egypt. So, like, Graham talks about, I think it's Graham talks about how, uh, the egyptians came into the area and the the pyramids already existed right. the sphinx already existed and they built on top of it so the pharaoh head for the sphinx is an addition uh and of uh, on top of something that was already existing beforehand and so with that rock wall maybe it was a natural formation that they then used and they created the snake head the serpent head and all that stuff and um we so When I went up there, I I told you that like I was told this legend of this uh, underground world, and there's an entrance near the Serpent Head. Well, it turns out while I was up there, this father and daughter came hiking by, and um, I was talking to them about just... You know, I don't know if I told him what I was doing. I don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't because I don't want to scare him away. Uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm that crazy guy. Look for Bigfoot and ancient aliens, and we're looking for reptilians around here. You got any leaves for us? Uh, I got my six shooter. <laughs> you know, but um, so but he t- he offered this information. I remember because I remember looking at, at at Ed. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, he said that the, the the ground was hollow here, and, oh, and he, he yeah. said he said that. Uh, that there's old mines riddled in this area and that we should be careful because we could fall through. And I looked at Adam like, oh. like that we might be on like at the location of this legend, whatever this legend is, whether it's true or not, however it formed, like we actually might've found the location of where this, yeah. this legend is speaking of. And, um, and then it was dark out and, uh, we're, at, mind you, we are out in the middle of the the woods Old Mountain, right? And it's dark out, and uh, we we just made a decision to turn around and come back because we're at the point now where we're hiking over these giant rocks and everything in the complete black, pitch dark. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to kill myself, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, I think we need to just call it quits. And um, I turn around and I come across a big pipe running through the ground that's exposed. And I was like, I stopped and I looked at it, and I looks at it. And I'm like. Is that what I think it is? And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Where is it coming from? Where is it going?" And he's like, "In his southern accent, I don't know, you know." <laughs> and, and, uh, and and if it's old mines, though, it would make sense. There's vent- ventilation, st- but yeah. what I what I'm thinking is, is it possible that these old mines that were there, did they again utilize something that already existed? Was the ground hollow, and they used this 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 natural opening to? To jumpstart the excavation of mining, probably coal within that area, what they were doing, you know? And so it, it, there's, there's, it, like, there's, there can be truths and little truths in all of it that oh, yeah. together. It, it, and that, that's, that's so much fun to think yeah. about, right? Uh, and so with this, it's really interesting because um, you were mentioned about the boulders and how in that area, you don't really have a whole lot of big boulders. I, I, I think that. <laughs> I think there's a lot more in, the, in the, these areas than you can even realize. Uh, they're, I think that they're, they're, from what I'm hearing around locally, there are part, there are parts of these mountains down here that people
0: still haven't gone. Well, so, that's yeah. the thing. You know, the Appalachians, they're so vast. And there's so much wilderness that has hardly been explored, or some parts have probably never been explored. So you have all of this wilderness that you know anything could be lurking. You know, you said this... This discovery or rediscovery that you made of this wall and this serpent head, that was last yeah. year, right? Yeah. So that was last year. July, we come across this, you know, these cliff rock carvings. A month ago, Josh and Richie and all the, you know, the sword and staff guys and all that rediscovered this lost serpent mound in yeah. Logan County, West That's Virginia. That's right. I, yep. I, I don't think that it's a coincidence. How far are you guys from Lo- How far is this from Logan? An hour and a half. Two? Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. An hour and a half, two hours is
2: it? No. I freaking love this. <laughs> Listen, these mountains hold so many secrets.
0: It's the dark the natives and bloody called bloody ground. Exactly. The what? natives called it dark and bloody ground. Why? Why did they not settle here? Why did they just come in and hunt and, and farm and you know just come in seasonally? They never really settled, settled. They called it dark and bloody ground. Central mm-hmm. Appalachia. Why? Mm-hmm. What was here? What scared them? that they would call it dark and bloody. Have
2: ground. you ventured into any, has, has anything come across your path that uh, led you venturing into um, the idea of giants and stuff? Nope.
1: <laughs> well, oh,
2: <yeah>. uh, <laughs> I'm not asking Ryan. He doesn't believe in anything. No, believe in either. <laughs> Ryan's like, it might as well just say portals. If you're going to talk about giants, <laughs> they
1: came through. Them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there are some, I actually heard a former guest of yours and, uh, Derek Olson. Oh, he's coming on. up on
2: uh, Tuesday. He's going to be on it again.
0: Well, awesome. I love Derek Olson. Love what he does. love listening to him speak. He was talking about the Lovelock Cave mm-hmm. Giants and Pyramid Lake in, I think, Nevada or Utah, close to there, and the Pyramid Lake petroglyphs. The closest thing that I can find to these petroglyphs that we've come across are the Pyramid Lake petroglyphs, And the Judicula rock petroglyphs in one of the Carolinas, I think. Both of those places have folklore of giants. Both places. And they look similar to these? That's the most similar thing that I can find out there. As far as like the concentric circles, um, the the lines, whatever you want to call them, that are just kind of weaving around Mm -hmm. the thing. The closest thing that I can find, and they're still not really close. It's just closer than anything else that I can find. Yeah. And with the exception
3: of the woodbooger, which is our version of Bigfoot, we don't really have any giant lore in our history that I can that I have ever read or seen or heard talk about. Well, you do in the Carolinas. Right. But as far as where we're at, eastern Tennessee, the area. And well, you've got Western some mounds. Kentucky, yeah. You know, the mounds in Ohio and but, Adams County. What what we're focusing on, where we're at. With this, there there's not really anything locally that says there may be not yet. That's true.
1: I'll tell and you. It's a great restaurant, Woodbooger, by the <laughs> way. It's a
3: good, <laughs> not a come, sponsor. When you come down. <laughs> not okay, a sponsor.
2: <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Probably never. But, uh, uh, first of all, I think that it'd be really cool to do a mega show where I have Sword and Staff guys in here as well. Even, even Ward with you guys. And we all really chop it up. Not to buy some more microphones, maybe even <laughs> different mixer boards, but I think that would be something pretty cool. Uh, but um, so it, it, like it, nothing about this rock to me screams giants, but I just know that it seems like the more I've done this stuff, the more you look into things, giants, so if somebody winds up saying something about giants, you're like, oh, here we freaking go again. <laughs> Let's jump down the giant portal hole and see where it goes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just the giants keep... And, and here's the thing. I mean, like these are such, this is such ancient area. Like I didn't realize how ancient these mountains were until I moved here and started talking to people. It's so ancient. Uh, Like the, what did you say the natives called this area before? Like, dark and bloody ground. Dark and bloody ground? No. I mean, like how would you describe this area if there's giants roaming it and every time you came across one, they, they knocked you out and ate you. Yeah,
3: you know? absolutely.
0: Well, you know? even if it wasn't just giants, even if it was a, a another of ancient per- people that were here before them what has always been throughout human civilization conquest and 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 murder and and pillage and mm-hmm. rape and that's what you do like when you come into a place as it's happened all through history this is mine i'm going to take it and i'm going to murder anybody else who tries to stop me yeah so i mean that, this could have been an area that has been populated for who knows how long yeah. and it's just been a constant in in, in our folklore there's probably probably places in Europe that they call dark and bloody ground from World War II. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's something that is carried on through generations. We don't know what it's really based on, but like we say all the time, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. I believe with every myth, with every legend, there's a seed of truth somewhere. Yep. No yep. matter how big or how small, there's a seed of truth, and when you start. Grasping those straws and pulling the threads and bringing everything together and actually taking the time to look into and research and, you know, look at these like the Swift journals. You know, you're reading what this guy had to write at the time that he was operating this. What clues are there? What's he saying? What's he mentioning? What's some markers that he's talking about? You know, find the things. And that's the thing people have been doing this for hundreds of years, but I feel like. We have as much or more information on this treasure than anybody that's come before us. And ain't nobody
3: looking where we're looking at. And you guys never set out to be treasure hunters. That's No, amazing.
0: never. No, we didn't no. sit, I mean we barely set out to be podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it <laughs> usually <treasure> works. <laughs> Very
2: rarely do you enter into podcasting like I do I'm Like, I'm like, I from day one, I'm like, I'm gonna treat this like a business. I'm gonna work it like a job, and one day it's gonna pay my car loan. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, crap, it's
0: yeah. my job. <laughs> we we said, man, we're having all these really cool conversations. Let's just sit down and record them. See what it does.
2: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me.
0: <laughs> and now we're treasure hunters. Yeah, that's amazing. But, and then that's just the thing. There's, you know, talking about the Sword and Staff guys and Ward, you know, all throughout the things that they've been doing, it's it's ran so parallel with some of the things that we're coming across. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we actually talked with Josh and Ricci a couple weeks ago. And it was, it was amazing. You know, when we sat down really after the recording was over, we sat down and it was like the same things just kept popping up. Like same stories, same things that we were like, okay, look, we've got to sit down and hash some of these things out mm. that had zero to do with what we're working on here and 100% to do with what they're working on.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a boatload of stories and information to uncover with this stuff. Uh, it, it, it would be a very foolish uh, move to try to stay, to stay, quote unquote, stay course on one topic. Yeah. Uh, let, let it be fluent and just let it flow, whichever direction is going to go. Uh, always keeping the, 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 the trail, in 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 grasp you know where it's just like okay we start with the rock right now we 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 went from the rock to the silver now we're doing lilith hunting and logan and and all (laughs) that stuff but one day it's gonna come back to the rock i swear guys it's gonna come back to the rock you know (laughs) but just just do whatever whatever path it takes you just go and and run with it and uh see where it takes you uh that's the 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 organic nature that it got you to this point is the organic nature that's going to get you to where you need to go
0: yeah absolutely speaking Mm. of lilith hunting Mm. Freaking Lilith, man. I drove hard into some research. Mm. And the research was, in my belief in, you know, going back, you know, from the beginning, but that all of the ancient gods have been the same entities with different names.
4: Mm.
0: So, I was going into all this research and doing this, and, you know, Lilith and Pan especially kept popping up. That that was the two that I was trying to identify because it's the two that's most commonly associated with our area. Mm-hmm. So. I'm identifying these. I'm going hard in research for two or three weeks. And, you know, I was calling these guys and and messaging them, like, this is what I'm finding. You know, all this different stuff. They've got to reel me back in a little bit. And some weird stuff starts happening, so i got to take a break. Well, I start back up. What do you mean weird stuff starts happening? Like, weird synchronicities. Like, I'm doing research, talking to Lance. While I'm talking to Lance, a tree branch actually falls in Dollywood and hits my youngest kid in the head while I'm talking to him. Could be totally nothing. Probably totally nothing, maybe it was, so these weird little synchronicities start happening. uh, I take a little break, come back to it you know two or three months later. I'm in the hot tub one night, and <laughs> I told these guys at first, I think I might have dozed off, but I don't think i I don't know anyway, I'm in the hot tub one night, and I'm looking toward my outbuilding that that's directly from me, and this lady in white it's this, this this rugged ratty looking white dress steps out from behind my outbuilding makes eye contact with me and then i'm like i gotta get inside like i'm out here half naked in the hot tub in the dark
2: And she's about to rush
0: you yeah she's getting ready to bull rush yeah. me. i don't know what she is yeah, who she bangs is what's growing. going yeah so i jump up I'm putting the cover back on, and I was like, screw this. Forget the cover. Like, I'm just getting in. So, I throw my Crocs on. I'm getting into the house. I look back over. You know, everything in my head screaming, do not look back. I look back over. Nothing there. Except, there's another building right beside of it, and there was an owl perched on top of it. Really? Looking at me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And the OWL stuff, it's just been, it's been nuts. So, Like, really? we were talking to Josh and Richie about some of it. I Burton
3: Moran. Burton Moran from Local
0: Legend. And we were talking to him. And this is where I'll
3: fall to the other side of the line where, this is crazy. <laughs> like, there's, there's no way. Like, I don't even like the word synchronicities. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't we've talked about it on the podcast. And it's not because I'm just completely skeptic about it. I just think, you can, if you start looking for stuff, you're going to start seeing stuff. And you can start correlating anything to anything. Um, so he was bringing this stuff to me and Ryan as well. And I was listening and I guess, I don't know. I, this Maybe we're reaching a little too far. Maybe you're trying to draw too many connections with stuff. Well, we'd had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and had a podcast. Uh, we recorded an episode on, on Tuesday night. Uh, and my wife and my kids are coming back over from church on Wednesday. Um, and I go to church over where these boys live at. So it's about a 45 minute drive. And as we're coming back towards my house um, in an area in which, I've never seen, I've seen deer there, seen turkey there, occasional possum, skunk, kind of clock kind of stuff, but I've never seen an owl ever in 10 years of driving this road. We're coming back up towards the, on this road, uh, which is about uh, probably by the way the crow, f- by the way the crow flies 500 feet to my house, but I got to go down and around and get back to it. And I'm just driving and I think Pitt, my daughter is wanting something. So I'm kind of looking back and my wife says, what is that? and we're driving so I turn my head back around and over on the guardrail stands an owl Um, and as we drive by it it's not looking at us and then she's kind of look there is an owl that's crazy look and then she the owl, turns that head all the way around looks right at us and I kind of just there it is and it just take off and then the next time we record I'm like all right boys I know what I've said but I think there might be something to this. <laughs> this is
0: what happened to me. <laughs> well, it's even so much. At, go ahead, Tony. I'll see you go over there with something.
2: Yeah, so I use uh, AI art for the show art now and stuff. Uh, I, I, I have the other guys that do artwork and stuff, but recently I've been so busy, it's easier just to uh, plug it in, get the art, and go. And uh, I've been noticing that when I plug in something, uh, a lot of times birds are popping up. And, uh, I mentioned it to Ward and he's like, that's interesting. And I'm like, <laughs> Ward, here you go again with all your weird stuff. So Say, shut up, bro. Um, well, uh, this past week, Cody over here, Cody, the producer, uh, he was on the show and, uh, we call it the Mothman curse. And so I'm like, okay, let me just plug it in. I put Mothman, I put my little codes in and stuff of what I use to make it look the way I want it to look. And, uh, this is what popped up <laughs> wow. and, and these, 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 uh, wow the the, like these birds and owls keep popping up whenever i but not always and it's so random and and then you know i should probably do a show one yeah go ahead uh i should probably do a show one day but um uh ryan's going potty (laughs) (laughs) but uh i'll be right behind you ryan (laughs) but um the house guy podcast guys um I believe they recently, and I, I don't listen to their show, but I, uh, I believe they recently did an episode on this. Uh, what was it? what was that? That, that?
0: The Owl Man.
2: No, not the Owl Man. The, the,
0: the AI. The AI, AI. Oh yeah, I I just crap. listen to it. What was I know her we, name? She had some yeah but it's
2: like this ai demon that's been popping up in ai art mm-hmm. and, I, and i and to be fair i was the first one on it but i won't i won't want to claim it at all and stuff <laughs> like 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 i've been i've been talking about this for months privately and stuff i just don't i don't do episodes on everything i talk about and low that, oh, or low, low yeah uh it's l-o-b-e right l-o-a-b uh, l-o-a-b that's yeah. right um but they did an episode i think on it and stuff people should check it out but there's this this phenomenon that we're starting to realize with AI art that is AI art um, doing something more than what we thought it would do. Is it doing more than in originally intended? And is it projecting or summoning different things and deities and entities? And uh, the the I mean, like I should probably post this picture along with the show stuff just so people can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, like like that looks like some kind of crazy owl. Uh, yes, like. And that just happened uh, on um, Monday last week.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. So. It's even being little stuff like you know where me and Ryan work. We we do woodwork. You know we won't get into all of that stuff. But. Tell me more about that boring lifestyle. No, yeah, 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 yeah. it's not <laughs> yeah. boring. I think it's really there's true. a lot of trees I, in the what, woods. What you what you guys do with the wood? Like it's
2: amazing. Like I, the guys who um, Blake. Uh, and I think that his friend's name is Josh, I forget. But the guys who, that desk out there was made by guys in Arkansas that brought it up and stuff. I mean, it's amazing what you guys do at the woods.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we enjoy it. We actually enjoy it. But what we do is we work up boards and logs and when, when we they come in from a log yard, we have to date them. Like give them a, um, their location and a number and the date that they were bought and all of these different things. Well, even stuff just as simple as you know, when me and Ryan work together, I mean, we literally work together. We look at each other like this all day long Man. on each side of a planer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so every crazy idea I have, guess who gets it first? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. other day I actually told him, I ain't telling you anything else. You just keep <laughs> pissing on everything that I gotta <laughs> say. That's
2: what I say to my wife all the time. <laughs> she never thinks any of my ideas are good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but just something as simple as, okay, we working, we're working these boards. I, I make a cut, I throw my scrap away, I turn back around, and this board is coming through the planer. Ow. Wow. That's, that's what I thought. That's actually a DW1 board. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you said, but that goes along with what, what Lance is saying. You start finding it everywhere. But
0: here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. When I looked and saw that, the moment that I did that, our boy Cody over here said, ow. Oh really? And I was listening to your show, wow. listening to Cody's interview, and the very moment that I saw that and read Al, Cody said Al in my wow. in my ear holes.
2: I had to freak you yeah, out, huh?
0: Yeah, that's what I like And you're like, and I'm going there next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Ron said, Ron said it's
1: DW one. DW one. I already see where he's going. I was like, "You listen right now. That's, that's DW one. Don't come at me with this.
2: You listen right now. <laughs> listen, son. You know, I got three. I got four, five years on it. Let's tell you right now what this is. This is DW one.
1: There ain't no O W L in that. Does not say that. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: no, I mean it's just oh, been weird man. stuff, man. And it seems like that's the thing. Like the Further, you dive into this stuff, the more yeah. it just starts. You know, it's like we've said it a few times. You gaze into the abyss long enough, eventually the abyss starts gazing back, yeah. or it's always been gazing,
1: yeah, I or you, it's, it's re- always been looking. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I think right now it's wrapping its
2: tentacles around us and pulling us in. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I also have a theory on that.
0: On what tentacles? What? Kind of Cthello? Kind of. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of us operating in this weird realm. OK, you say it on here a whole lot, how you are the only Christian paranormal podcaster or one of the few. I wouldn't say
2: the only one of the few. Like,
0: like, let's just put it this way. I, we were talking about
2: it earlier and stuff when I first started. Uh, and you said about how you guys were reaching out to people and, and the response was great. When I first started podcasting, I would reach out to other podcasters and, and it was like crickets, you know. So, yeah, uh, whether they were Christians out there or not, I didn't know because nobody wanted to talk to
0: me. Right. Yeah. You know, but you have a lot of these different you know, Christian or not. We've all been diving into all these weird stories and these weird correlations and all the stuff that's happening and, you know, Bigfoot and UFOs and, and ghosts and hauntings and demons and, and portals and all this different stuff. And what I've heard from almost everybody that I listen to anyway and people that we've talked to is there's this central intelligence that's possibly you know, coordinating all these different things. It's all a theory, you know, something that we've all been looking at, trying to put our finger on and bringing light to. You know, if this is some form of old gods that are behind all of these things, and by old gods, I mean, you know, the ancient gods, the fallen angels, the all this different stuff. If that's what's driving and operating this, and we as Christian, a lot of us, Christian podcasters are not like in ancient times worshiping these things, but we're shining a light on them and saying, we're coming for you. We're going to shine a light. We're going to make you known. We're going to show people what is behind the veil and how it's operating. Wouldn't that start pushing back a little? Oh, yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you.
2: Uh, I... I have noticed that with the interactions I've had with people and stuff and what they're saying is happening to them. Uh I, I feel like there's definitely a pushback. Even with me, I mean, like I, I've said it before on the show, but that whole uh, incident I had in my old house, I mean, I always start off with I had dog man in my house. be like, what? And I'm like, No, I I kind of did. And like, and people are they're they're like, How's that even possible, bro? And like, well, it's because you think dog man is Physical, bro. I'm talking interd- interdimensional portal babies, bro. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, but in, in all, I don't know how else to describe it other than uh, it was heavy. We felt the vibrations. It was walking, bipedal, and you hear the nails clacking on the floor, and um, and it's like when you look in the abyss and it stares back at you, and that's what that's what we're doing. I'm not scared of it, though. I'm not worried about it. Um, and I, that's the question I've always had for years and stuff. People are like, you know, doing this stuff that you do aren't you worried blah 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 i'm like no nah, i'm not worried about it like like i believe that god has me here for a reason god placed me here if god's gonna place me here then like i don't gotta worry about a whole lot yeah. you know what i mean like like when things get crazy and like unbearable then I, i'll just say i guess it's god saying it's time to roll bro like you're, you're <laughs> yeah. pretty like your you're, your purpose is done and uh go back to driving truck and yeah. um have a good life <laughs> you've done your job good job you know <laughs> get out now <laughs> but uh i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon um, especially with you guys finding weird rocks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I i i can not stop looking at these pictures. Uh, these are, they're, they're fascinating. I definitely, um, I want to get up there with you guys. Like seriously, if you guys let me know when you're going up there, cause I, I imagine you're going to talk to this owner. I'm, I'm telling you what's going to happen right now. You're going to talk to him and he's going to say, yeah, you can come look at it. You can do what you need to do. And just let me know, keep me in the, informed Yeah, and I'll, I'll, and yeah, when that happens, let me know the date. I'll be there. Got I'll it. be there. I'll, I'll, I'll just fuel up the truck and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming. It's not a bad drive. Not it, a bad drive. It, it, it could be a bad drive. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there because uh, this is so interesting. I'm, I'm going up that way a lot anyways for the uh, Shadow Appalachia docuseries. I'm going to be helping with that and uh, participating in that. So uh, when we're filming in West Virginia and stuff, I'll be roughly up in that area. Yeah, I mean, you said what? You're an hour, hour and a half from there.
0: Yeah, you're going right by. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, so you're closer. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like save some gas.
0: You know,
3: if you're <laughs> going to Logan. You're not far at all from us. Well, yeah. I
0: don't know if it would it be closer. It doesn't matter. We don't. We, we, we don't,
2: we don't yeah. need to talk about the logistics <laughs> and bore the hell out of people. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's anything. true. That's true. We don't need to. <laughs> We'll save that. We'll say that, <laughs> now. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Listen. Uh, let's. Uh, we're gonna start winding things down here, but before we wind things down, uh, I want. You to tell me how your daughter saw you, but not you, because you told you told me about that before we started recording, and I just want to hear this because now I'm like I just want to hear it. what what just happened. It just happened recently.
0: Yes, it did. Okay. Um, after all of this, re- or, or in the midst of all of this research, and you know, me having my little hot tub incident, me and Lilith just kicking it in the hot tub. Yeah. Um, I was walking out to my truck one night. Uh, I forgot something in my truck, so I would stepped out, and everybody else had already laid down you know, was was asleep for the night. I was going out to my truck and I heard my wife, plain as day, like, hey, Justin, from my front porch, plain as day. And I turn around, she's not there. Nobody's there. So I'm like, well, she's had to." I mean, she's just, she's playing. Like, she don't play, but she's playing. So I grab my stuff, go back inside, go to the bedroom. She's sound asleep. But I know, without a shadow of a doubt, that I heard her. So a couple weeks later, um, I was in the recliner, I think watching a ball game in my living room. Uh, just kicked back, watching TV. And my my youngest daughter, she has, uh, without going into all the specifics, she has these, these episodes. She has a mitochondrial disorder. And she has these episodes that causes dystonia, causes her to look and act sort of like a stroke victim. Well, the only thing that helps these things is rest. Like, you know, we give her screen time, put her in bed, say chill out for a while and let, let your brain reset. So she's in the bed one evening and I just hear her out of nowhere, say, what, daddy? I said, what? Then she said, what, what, daddy? <laughs> so I get up, I walk in through there. You know, in, in through my foyer, you looking in my bedroom. I said, "Riley, who are you talking to?" She said, "You. You were hollering at me. What? What were you saying?" I said, "Baby, I, I didn't holler. I, I didn't say anything." And that was that was that. You know, I calmed her down a little. Look, I don't. I didn't need you. I don't know what you heard. Probably a week later, same scenario. I'm sitting in the recliner, either watch TV, working on something, you know, reading something. Um, the recliner's kind of my spot, but I heard her again. Same, same scenario. She was having another episode. She has them almost daily. Uh, she was resting. I hear her again. What, daddy? Daddy, what? What do you want? <coughs> so i was like, this, this can't happen twice this close to giving something not be going on. So I kind of get up. I'm sneaking in through there, just listening before I turn into the foyer. So I'm like on this side of the wall, the foyer's over here. I have my head close to the wall, just listening. Well, she says it again. Daddy, what do you want? What? Nothing. And she follows up with, Daddy, you know I can't walk. What do you want? So I peek my head around and I said, Riley, who are you talking to? She said, I was talking to you. I said, what do you mean? Baby, I've been in the living room this whole time. You you weren't talking to me. Yes, I was. You were standing right there and pointed behind me. I just got goosebumps saying that. You were standing right there talking to me or or motioning me like this. And uh, like, I mean, for me, it's like, so I took another break from my research there. Yeah. You mess with me all you want to. When you start messing with my kids, it's a little different story. I start getting pretty defensive. So, I mean, so I was in prayer and going into the word and, and, you know, just walking around the house, you know, talking to Jesus while I was walking around the house. I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things like I was talking to Ryan about the other day, you know, this disorder that she has, this scarring that she has on her brain. Does it allow something that, that, you know, it, it's one of those things that you can look at it scientifically or from the paranormal side. Yeah, Like uh, She has scarring on her brain. Would that cause her to see or hear some of these things? Or, I know I heard something. Is this just something that's, how that's often, saying, how hey. How
2: often does she go to a doctor?
0: Uh, we go to Charlottesville, or UVA, um, her neurologist, genetics team, all that there once every few months. Next time you go in, can you ask them about it? I can. And should I, ask him. I have asked about like personality traits and, and character traits and behavior things. This disorder is super rare. It's like there's only fifty some documented cases in the world ever. Yeah. Wow. Um, that actually have case files. Um. But you know, I've asked them about the scarring on the brain and and the area that it's in, and they can't really. Th- I mean, they can tell you what this area of the brain does, but they can't really 100% say, well, it can cause this and this and this and this and this. And this. I mean, can, you can use
2: a generic term like hallucinations. Can it cause hallucinations?
0: Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah,
2: that's something I should definitely ask. Because, I mean, if it, if it if it can, great. You might have an answer. If, if they're like, no, that's not even remotely close yeah. to what it could cause. And you're like, okay, uh, well, we're dealing with something else. Lily. You know? yeah. Yeah. Get on out of here, little. You and I need to have a conversation right now.
0: You need to leave my daughter alone. If I told you once. I've told you a dozen times. Get off the bridge. <laughs> but no, it is. It was. It's. It's been weird. It's been strange. There's been a whole lot of weird going on. Yeah, but it's yeah. exciting though. Yeah. It's an exciting
2: life to live. It is. Uh, I mean, it, this stuff is. It, it's very exciting. Um, and, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what comes of this. And I, I, I like, listen, listen, I, I told the the other guys the same thing. Like, I'm not trying to hoard in on anything. I just want to be part of this. Like, I want to see this. Like, I I, I want to, you know what I mean? Like, like, listen, I got my own thing going on here. Like, I, I'm not, I like, like, I, I'm not trying to steal your silver ring and like that. I just, I want to see cool crap, man. Like, that's what I'm all about. Like, I want to see, I want to hear cool stories. And I want to see cool crap, man. And just see what happens. Uh, if you guys let me come up, I would love to come and and, and be on that next. Oh, yeah, excursion for sure. to the sure. spot and. Oh yeah, because I mean, I, like in all honesty, I, and I don't know how I do this, but a lot of times, something like thoughts hit me, and I, I like I don't know if it's from practicing trying to think outside the box as much as possible or what, but a lot of times I wind up offering perspectives that, it just it, it doesn't really come into to play, and and it, it helps having a third party doing that stuff, and uh, I would love to see what I could drum up when I'm there. Just oh, to see. yeah um, awesome. Uh, man. We may
0: right. need to use a little of your blood.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, the little Puerto Rican blood, whatever works, you know what I mean? Just like, you know, you got half a Rican, we get yeah. the ginger blood going oh, on, mix it together and all of a sudden it starts glowing green, you <laughs> we know? Might, so. We might create a superhero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We could use
2: that. We could use that. Uh, so, all right, let, let's tell the people, uh, tell them where they could find your show. We mentioned a couple times throughout the recording. Uh, you tell them your version of what your show is called, and how, where they can find it, and all that good stuff.
0: Uh, you can check out AI Appalachian Intelligence Podcast. Uh, We're anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, We're Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. You can you can subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, it's just type in Appalachian Intelligence. Pretty much, you just type Appalachian Intelligence into Google, and you can find whatever you want to find on us. And go to YouTube and look at our ugly mugs. It's interesting you uh, chose that name and the path
2: that things have gone. It is. Because you, you chose that name before the rocket was even discovered.
0: Um, yeah. And I'll tell you another little quick synchronicity with that one, Lance, your <laughs> favorite word. Uh, we When we started the podcast, um, we talked to Ward, I think, in March. And Ward mentioned, mm-hmm. you guys should really check out the podcast Penny Royal because it has to do with, you know, the, it talks about the breaks, the interstate park, and that's literally in our hometown. Mm. So, I started checking them out. And within the first couple episodes, the, I think the guy's name is Nate something, uh, the host of, of that show, he says, you know, there's just something about these mountains. There's some, there's some form of intelligence that's operating here in Appalachia. Mm. I was like, wait, what? So you talk about me? What well, you I t- am pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, this podcast <laughs> is going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, just are just right now. <laughs> but no, I mean, just weird little things like that. And the day yeah. that I went up to Ryan, I was like, dude, I got a great idea for the name of this podcast. Appalachian intelligence. Number one, it's oxymoron. No, nothing about us. is <laughs> intelligent. Number two, people might think that we're like, you know, some kind of alphabet agency, yeah, you, gotta you know, trick, work. You got to <laughs> trick them into hit and play. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, I mean, whatever, but the name just kind of was there. Yeah. And then I start hearing all of this stuff talking about Appalachia and, and, you know, hearing this guy talking about there being some form of intelligence operating, you know, from the mountains of Appalachia. And it's, I don't know. It's been a whole lot. It's, We talk a lot of times, it's like we have no idea where we're going, and all of a sudden this door just opens up in front of us, and we're like, well, okay, and we just step right through, and it just keeps building and keeps leading, and it's like there's something there before we ever even know that it's there, Mm -hmm. and we've been at this a year. Wow. I I can't imagine what another year is going to look like, or five years, or whatever. I mean, it's... I don't know, dude. It's a along, along for the ride. Yeah. That's, that's how it right. feels sometimes. Like we ain't in control of this thing. We're just, <laughs> we're just saddling up and seeing where it goes. Wow. That's, I mean, I'm excited for you guys.
2: I'm excited to see how things develop. Uh, anybody listening right now, uh, I'll make it easy for you. I'll put the links to their podcast in the show description. Uh, do you guys got a
0: website or no, we don't, we're okay. working on a website right now. Definitely. We're working on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, that's, that's will be too boring to go into I'll put I'll put uh, I'll put links to
2: Apple Spotify that way it covers Android and, and Apple yeah and I'll put a link to uh, your Instagram this works in, that's, that's the only social media platform I like so, yeah uh, we'll put the Instagram on there and uh, people should definitely check out your stuff uh, and give it a follow and like I always say with podcasters on the show and stuff you guys gotta go hit subscribe leave a five star rating review And then you hit play and then you listen because that's what decent people do. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, 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 stop, stop, stop wasting your time hating on people and stuff like, well, they got to earn my five stars. They already did. They put out free crap for you to listen to. (laughs) Like, like, just, just give them a five-star rating review, show some love, whether it's good or not. Like, who cares?
0: They show some love to people. Show some of that Appalachian hospitality.
2: Right. Like, <laughs> like and, and that's honestly how I feel about the stuff. I mean, I, I like we were talking for a while before we started recording and stuff and like, you know, I've been doing this a long time now, like, you know, and it's like, stop with that nonsense of, you know, like, like we don't, we don't, listen, we, we do, we put out free stuff for people all the time. Like that means you put your time in away from your family, your kids, your job to do something for complete strangers. The least the complete strangers could do is before they hit play, leave that five-star rating review. You know, show some love, you know? Like, uh, you know, and, and if you don't like it, just mosey on and know that you did did the world some good by leaving a five star rating and review. Yeah, you know what I mean. Worst case, and in scenario. all honesty, I, I've never listened to your podcast, so I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> we can assure you, it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> show sucks.
2: <laughs> See, you heard, you heard it right here. The show sucks. But before you hit listen to this, the, the crappy, sucky show, leave a five star rating and review. And you only do that for personality. That's what you're. <laughs> <laughs> it's so listen like i i just i, I like supporting other podcasters when i when i can and uh you know that that's my way of doing it i try to encourage my audience to go listen and before you listen leave leave, leave your mark on the show with that five-star rating review uh especially on apple because i mean like they'll pull the curtain back for people and i'm sure it's the same thing for you guys uh about 70 percent of my listening audience comes from apple Podcasts. yep I can see what they're listening, whether it's Android and stuff. Uh, Apple is by far the biggest podcast playing platform for me, and so when I when I say leave a five star review, thank you if you do it on on Spotify. But I'm talking to the Apple people; you gotta go <laughs> do it on like like because that, that that's where that's where it really counts. I mean, like yeah. Apple runs the world when it comes to podcasting, and um and so yeah, do do the masala, do that. Go listen to their show, uh, show them some love. Uh, hit them up on social media, give them a follow and uh, enjoy the journey that they're going to be going on. Cause uh, hopefully if you guys aren't, you should do it. Like keep documenting it, not just through your show, but maybe on social media, you know, especially next time you go out and stuff, take some selfies with me, you know, take a picture of me falling (laughs) over a rock. Yeah. Post it online get some likes oh, and go tag me on it definitely you know? that'll yeah. be a whole reel yeah exactly <laughs> and on Instagram make it a, a, a collaborative effort with me yeah. and I'll, I'll put it on my feed And you know yeah. the, the, the works but Perfect. um, but yeah guys I appreciate you coming down from Virginia how long of a drive was it for you uh, about three
0: and a half hours,
2: three and a half hours? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you being here in studio and stuff I know uh, we were going back and forth with how we were going to do this but I always think that uh, in studio is better and it's more fun for sure. And I, I think that this was a good call. Yeah. Uh, I think this was a, a great conversation. And I think the people are gonna like it. So on the way out, guys, uh, appreciate you listening to the show. And uh this was uh Appalachia Intelligent. Is that is that good That's enough? That's Appalachia that Intelligence great. podcast, uh, collaboration effort where we were talking about weird rocks and uh lost silver. That's perfect. Yeah. I could have said it better myself. (laughs) All right. If you enjoyed this show, uh, share the show. That's the best thing you could do to help the show grow. Share the show around. Uh, You have cell phones you're probably listening to me right now on. Go through your contacts, copy the link to this episode and just share it to everybody in your contacts, especially people you don't like. If you have people on your phone that you really don't like, it doesn't matter what their opinion is of you. Send them annoy the heck out of them with the link to this episode, and just send it to them repeatedly until they respond saying, "What the hell are you doing? I don't like you." Then yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, okay, thanks," and then that, then, just, then you can stop sending the link. That's what we do. <laughs> That's how we get listeners. <laughs>
0: we just we keep posting stickers on people's t shirts, walking down like the people, street.
2: People got it all wrong. They 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 spam social medias and stuff like on Facebook and stuff, and 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 they're like the. Spam your text messages yeah. like, like you, you all have text messaging on your phone Spam that, just send that link to everybody uh, That's the best thing you can do to help the show Grow, share the show And until next week, friends, uh, stay safe Take care, and remember, the truth will set you free But first, it'll piss you off Bye <laughs>
4: eating but it's on the foot you start in the darkness it's just premature my time is go deeper than abraham I crack up from swords from the cherubim lies on me like wings from a seraphim And we arrive when our names become an epineum i hope that's just perception when i walk where heaven is but that dimension only mirrors my redemption